Today I have the privilege of interviewing Professor Katrine Wellesen Löken. She is a recipient of the Nils Klim Prize. The Nils Klim Prize is awarded annually to a scholar under the age of 35 from a Nordic country for outstanding contributions to research in the humanities, social sciences, law or theology. Katrine was awarded the Nils Klim Prize in 2017 for her research on different aspects of the Nordic welfare states. First of all, I want to say welcome and thank you so much for attending this interview. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It's an honor to be here with you. And first of all, I'm interested in hearing more about your background and how you ended up studying economics. Yes. So um, after high school, I, I was not sure what to do. And I, I started at the University of Bergen and, and did different courses, both in mathematics and, and some um, sociology and some, some economics. So I, I didn't have a very clear plan after, after high school, but then I, I ended up liking economics very much because it's a really great combination of both doing math, which I've always liked a lot, but also interesting interesting politics and, and uh, social science uh, questions and uh, and yeah so that combination I liked a lot so that was the reason for for continuing to do to do so, economics so. so you didn't know in high school that this was the way you wanted to go <laughs> I knew that I liked math and I knew that I li- li- liked social sciences so so it, I'm, maybe not surprising economics is a good match no. but, uh, but I, I wasn't sure at, uh, at uh, after high school mm. But why did you decide to become a researcher? Was there anything in particular that made you reach this decision? Yeah, so um, during my master, I I uh, I, um, I, I uh, was in close contact with Professor Kjell Erik Lommeru, who, who was at the economics department at the University of Bergen, and he uh, he he thought I had a good eye for research or something like that, <laughs> and then he he kind of convinced me that I should try to do a PhD uh, in economics. Uh, so I was like, okay, <laughs> I didn't really know what it was, but uh, I will, I will try. Why not? Why not? <laughs> uh, and got the opportunity to do that, and then, uh, and then during my PhD, I really, really co- come to like uh, economics and, and uh, research, and um, and uh, and decided to, that that was something I wanted to continue continue doing after also after the, the PhD. Um, if you were to point out something that has had an impact on where you are today, what would it be? Ooh. Uh, I think maybe my ability in math was very important early. Like I always really liked math, yes, and mathematics, and then uh, that has always uh, shaped like both my uh, my choices, but also uh, doing economics. Yeah. So I think you don't have to be very good in math, but I think that has like been very important for me. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Four years have passed since you were awarded the Nils Flynn Prize. And I'm curious about what you have been doing since the award. Can you bring us up to speed? Of course. Uh, <laughs> so I think my main, I, I, around the same time, I, I, I got this um, uh, grant from the European Research Council called the called, um, uh, Starting Grant, which was like uh, one and a half million uh, euros or 15 million Norwegian kroner to do research on, um, uh, on criminality victimization and social interactions. So this was related to the research I've done on more on the welfare state, but it's more on, on, on criminals and, and inmates and prison. Um, so a little bit on the lower kind of end of the uh, welfare uh, 
population. Uh, so, so this has been what I've been working on a lot in the last four, four years, uh, to do projects on, on effects of prison, on uh, recidivism and employment and, and networks and in prison and, um, and victimization. For example, we have been looking at the effects of the both um, uh, the spouse and children if, if someone is... Um, um, uh, has a domestic violence incident in the family and so on. Mm. I've also been uh, doing a, um, a sabbatical uh, which is like a research stay for a year in San Diego so in, uh, at UC San Diego in the US so that was really nice I went there for a year in 2019 Oh. Um, and, and did a lot of this research together with a professor Gordon Dahl at the University of San Diego so that was really nice uh, Unfortunately, we had to go back a little bit earlier because of uh, COVID, yeah. so that was uh, sad. But at least we got like nine really nice months there, so we were uh, we were fortunate in that sense. As I understand, you're interested in family economy, labor economy, and health economics, which is an interesting mix of fields. What has motivated you to draw these different fields together? So I think m- many of these fields are, are use a lot of the same method. Um, so it's the same statistical uh, software, and, and a lot of the data is used population data for for with different outcomes. So in that sense, it's possible to do uh, research on on quite different fields within both on on the health side uh, and both and more on the employment side, and maybe also on the criminal side. You can use you have the same method bank to to you, and that helps a lot. Otherwise, it would have been really hard. I think it's really hard to do research on very theoretical um, research and very empirical research mm-hmm. and so on. But this is all in the same kind of empirical methods. Uh, uh, and there, and that, that then I'm very motivated to do different questions and look into different aspects of mm-hmm. individuals' uh, life and outcomes and so on. Mm-hmm. I suppose you must have plenty dedication and passion for what you do. Is there anything in particular about your topic and your research that inspires you? Uh, yes, I'm um, definitely. I think uh, the, something that inspires me a lot is to, is to, is to uh, is to disseminate my research and, and and get my research out to the public and and also to the policymakers if they if it can help to to improve policies and, and reforms so that would be like the ultimate goal in some sense and then of course the, if you change policy you, uh, there is a, you have to look at much broader research than just the output that I can give them because uh, that will just be a small piece of a big puzzle but I hope that that piece is important and can can contribute to a better better policies and so on. so that's definitely a, a goal behind the, a lot of what I'm doing mm. I understand that it's difficult to think that your research can change the world. It is a great way of seeing it that it can contribute to better policy. Yeah, I think it's hard to to think that I sh- will be able to change U.S. Uh, policy on prisons, for example. Just as an example, but uh, but of course I hope that my work can be one piece of a of a bigger. Uh, bigger reform there and for example we did write so one of my co-authors for this work on prisons in Norway is from the US and we wrote this policy brief uh, for for Aspen Institute which is a big um, uh, um, this think tank in the US a little bit like uh, some of the uh, like um, uh, 
uh, agenda or some some of these other think tanks in Norway, like the Civita or something like that. Uh, and this uh, and so, so so at some points we at least our work is one piece of of the bigger. And the, the, for example, the US really needs a reform in their prison system. They have too much overcrowding and too many people in prison and so on. So hopefully our part can be inspiring for them to to think about how they could change their their system. Which topic in your research do you see as most important? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Um, I do think the more recent work I've been doing now on on, on understanding more the effect of, of prison and uh, and uh, and inmates and 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 criminals is important because it has not been done much research on it because the data has not been much available also in other countries. So internationally, we don't know a lot about about. Um, how uh, why people do criminal uh, activities and and how we can help them rehabilitate and enter back into society and so on. So I think that has been very interesting and uh, and uh, and uh, and rewarding. Because, yeah, not because it's. I think it's not been done a lot because it's not been data around. But now we have access to much better data, so that's been. Uh, Super interesting, but I, I have liked all my my papers and work. <laughs> so it's uh, but, but yeah, maybe if I have to pick one topic, I think that uh, that is um, that's that it. Is <laughs> uh, what does it mean to you to win an award like the Nils Klim Prize? That was uh, fantastic. It was really, uh, really a, a, a sign of yeah having that my work was like important that it has been um, seen and that people have read it and uh, and so on. And it it was also a fantastic event to to be able to talk to a lot of researchers, maybe a little bit outside of economics. It's usually I talked mostly to economists, but now I met lots of people that was more social sciences and theology and law, like people that not normally would would um, see my me present work and so on. And it was also a fantastic dinner with uh, with lots of prominent people and so on at in Hokonsal. So everything was uh, fantastic, and I yeah, I remember it as uh, being really uh, spectacular. Did it impact your career in any way? I it could I I don't think so really because I had already uh, I already had tenure and um, and as I I was already a professor at the time I, I got it so I, it it could definitely I think it could be very important for many but but I had already established maybe my my main network and so on so I think maybe the 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 um, uh, the, the, the the maybe maybe I got a little bit more known from outside economics which is uh, yeah maybe that's the main uh, main um, uh, reason no main thing that uh, changed uh, after it how important is the network for your science uh, so it's it's definitely very important because it's the way that your research is getting out in 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 um, and, and seen and also if you want to publish your research people need to have seen it and uh, given feedback on it and so on so I think the network, both in 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 the kind of international research network, in, uh, but also networks that uh, that are a little bit outside of your core field, is it's it's, uh, it's very important. Can it be difficult to build one? Yes, definitely. It's definitely a long-term uh, project, and then we need we we have usually help each other. So if you are a PhD student, so you, your senior professor would would help you to start building a network, and then you would build it based on. So you will enter other networks and so on. And then uh, you build your own network based on meeting other PhD students that also enter academia and so on. So, But it's not like something you can do in 
in weeks it's something that takes takes years and yes. uh, but usually if you stay in academia over time you will build a network because that's how we work like we work together with your co-authors you travel around and present your work and so on and and over time that builds uh, builds your network katrina mm. you are an important inspiration for many people if you should give any advice to others who want to start researching what would it be it should definitely work on things that you're interested in. Like it's, uh, it might be that professor think that you should work on uh, on what he's or her or she's interested in. But to have like some um, motivation for what you're doing is really really important. And then of course it's a uh, it's really important to work hard. But but you need to find a good work life balance also and have a have a family or friends uh, that you also spend time on. I've seen some researchers that use too much time on, on work and, and at some point it's not a, a good balance uh, for sure. Uh, and then it's like uh, definitely be open, build networks and, uh, and uh, ask questions and, uh, and so on and be curious. And I think then that will f- be a good basis for, for succeeding in, in academia. How do you stay motivated? How do you stay motivated? Yeah. Uh, I think some of it is in a little bit uh, internal. So if you if you if you don't have it, maybe you should do something else. Uh, but of course, it will go up and down a little bit. I've also been really tired of uh, some of my projects and uh, and so on. So sometimes you have to, like in all type of jobs, you have to do tasks that you don't love all the time. Like it's not like. Uh, Every day, day I go to work, I'm super motivated for everything I have to do, and so on. So it's more like to have a more like a goal at the end that that you are that's something you you want to to know or the, know the answer to, or and don't forget that uh, if you have some bad uh, uh, cycles or times. Uh, uh, but but I don't think it's a goal to always be super motivated every day. It's like that's that's hard. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the what I mean. As we speak, you're working at the Research Center Fair at the Norwegian School of Economics. Yeah. You have talked a bit uh, about what you're currently researching, yeah. but uh, what do you do as a professor and deputy head of department? Yeah, so that's my. I have a second uh, kind of role, which is more administrative. So I'm the uh, deputy head of the department, which is uh, that, that then I'm responsible for the PhD program. Uh, so I'm. We have about twenty. PhD student enrolled in the program, then I'm responsible for uh, checking that they they have a good relationship with their supervisor and uh, and and that how the department can help to facilitate their their research and their projects and uh, and uh, so and and also to see that the courses are run smoothly and uh, so these type of uh, issues. Uh, what do you think is important to research further in the future? Oh. <laughs> Uh, there will be lots of different topics, of course, but uh, but, uh, but I, I don't think it's. Um, I think I definitely think research that will uh, interlink uh, both how uh, we build the welfare state and how that can uh, interact now with uh, with climate changes and uh, maybe also in migrant um, movements will be important. So this type of linking different research areas and so on might be become even more important in the future than what it has been uh, previous. So, uh, uh, but it's uh, it's hard to predict exactly what will be the kind of hot topics. What do you think next? Is the plan to continue working on the crime project? 
Yeah, at least for some more time, I will work on this uh, crime project. But uh, but I do have some other projects that are a little bit more linked to inequality and um, and education and so on too. So I think uh, I will probably work in different uh, topics still on uh, both on health, education, labor, and crime. I think uh, so. Uh, yeah. At the Research Center Fair, you worked together with Ingvild Almos, who was awarded the Nils Klim Prize in 2013. Uh, what does the fact that social science research is well represented in the Norwegian society mean to you? So I think that's uh, fantastic. I think Ingvild is doing research that is a little bit more uh, linked to development uh, economics, uh, which is actually she has done several projects in, in, uh, in Tanzania and, and um, other countries uh, in Africa and and, uh, and I really she has fantastic work so it's um, it's really nice that that get uh, uh, that, that she also got the prize and and and, uh, and and that her work is shown and uh, yeah it's uh, it's good and I think it if if we are more people that get get known it's more not the people but the research and we can also probably impact policy more and you've already talked a bit about this but is there any aspect of your recent research that inspires you with the crime? Uh... Uh, the crime is also, of course, a little bit uh, not sad, but, uh, but tough to work mm. on because it's, uh, the population, of course, is, uh, is, um, uh, has the issues. And, and um, uh, there is, for example, very high um, levels of mental health problems among in- inmates in Norway, and, and so it's uh, how how do, how to. But but what motivates me is that hopefully we can find some mechanisms and policies that could help them and, and make positive changes and so on. And in that sense, it's it's inspiring. But uh, but um, but it's also uh, a topic that is um, uh, can can be a little bit tough to work on. Were there any findings you were surprised by? Yeah, so so what, something we find is that uh, that prison seems uh, and rehabilitation in Norway seems to be uh, work for many many inmates, and it's if if you go to prison and get rehabilitation programs, many uh, prisoners uh, get uh, stop doing research and get back to a, a more uh, uh, to work and so on. And uh, that it's not in, uh, surprising in the sense that. Um, that that is so that's fantastic or a good uh, outcome, but it's uh, it was a little bit surprising given that previous research in other countries have not found this have typically found that prison uh, that leads to more uh, crime, more recidivism uh, afterwards. Uh, so I, uh, so that uh, I think that's something that shows that the Norwegian model uh, and of lots of focus on rehabilitation and so on can really be be a good um, model that other countries should try to to adopt more in their prisons and in their work with the inmates and prisoners. Hmm. Can you describe what a normal day at work is like for you? Yeah, uh, a short word is very busy. <laughs> Usually I come in at 8.30 after give, uh, delivering the kids at school and then um, and then it's, um, it's meetings with, uh, for example, with my PhD students or uh, postdocs or uh, joint uh, co-workers uh, on research, but it's also meetings with them um, as a vice dean i have meetings with the leadership at the department to 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 facilitate how we are going to run the department and then we also have weekly almost daily we have a seminar or this morning uh, we had a seminar on uh, one of my postdoc has a project on network and networks in prison so she presented early work on that and uh, yeah 
so uh, so it's uh, usually the time flies and then uh, I leave around uh, four uh, to to get back to my family and then sometimes I work also in the evenings to catch up. Mm. I'm also editor at uh, one of the economic journals, which is, means that I see a lot of papers and have to distribute them to referees and, and make decisions. So so that I usually do in the evenings to, to get the days to, to kind of smooth out. Mm. What do you think makes you enjoy your job so much? What is your driving source in this? Uh, my driving source? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just that I really like the, the, the work and the and then I have fantastic colleagues and uh, and uh, and a really interesting job so it's just I think it's fun and, and that makes me want to do it more and yeah I don't know if I have a, I think it's uh, it's a yeah, great job so I, I like it <laughs> <laughs> has it been challenging for you to be a mother and a researcher Oh, that's an interesting question. I, I think it's been uh, it's been going okay. I, I I did take maternity leave for six months uh, full time, so that was important for me at least to be out for some time. Mm. Uh, and then others have to do maybe them a lot of the work, but the research is of course then uh, stops <laughs> when you're not around. But uh, but most of the time, I, I think it's also a very flexible job in the sense that it's easy to take some time off to at uh, easy and and so it's some somehow it's also easier to follow follow up the kids uh, dependent on a job where you really have to be there all the time um, uh, and then i've been trying to really um, um, uh, prioritize them in the afternoon so, so i try to not work between four and eight uh, uh, and uh, so i rather do the evenings which of course can be a little bit tiring in the long run but it's it's better to use a few hours in the evening than to so I think it's worked. It's worked. Before we finish, I would like to say thank you again. It has been an honor to spend time here with you. Best of luck with your further research. Thank you. It's been a great talking to you.